not adjust your television set. Monster Vision takes over TNT for an all-night excursion into the outer limits. Episodes that prey on the inner mind. Programs so creepy you'll yell. I'm but you can't get up. to the nightclub where we are the ones who straddle the boundaries between what's extreme and what's beyond. I'm your host, Travis Maxwell Boone, TMB, WD, your witch doctor on duty, and I'm joined by James Earl Jones. <laughs> Sounded nothing like James Earl. That's what I call him because I know yeah, him. Because you know him. James Earl. He, he lets me call him that. Sometimes I call him Big Daddy Pearl and he knows why. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> when I think of James Earl, the first thing that comes to my head is actually uh, the Conan movie. Oh, he's in that? Yeah, boy. I've, he's, never, I've never seen Conan. He's Dulce Doom, my boy. We're going to cover that in our uh, sword and sorcery 80s fucking art. Well, he's, he's the fucking man, bro. It's going to go beyond 80s, but uh, I know he's. He, I, I think of. First thing that comes to my mind is Lion King. Mufasa. Yeah. That was my first theater-going experience when I was a kid. But then the second thing, obviously, is Darth Vader. Right. Iconic status. Fucking yeah. But you know what? He it. There's some controversy as to whether or not he played Darth Vader or not. Because when he takes off the helmet, he's white. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> just... <laughs> yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, this bit of Star Wars trivia on a horror podcast. <laughs> no, Star Wars is fucked up. Yeah. It is fucked. There's a lot of death. More death than you would think, but we're going to save that for a later episode. I've got some, some kill counts that I want to do at I some mean, point. I mean, look at the, look at the, when they exploded the Death Star. That, that's what I'm talking about. Clerks, <laughs> Clerks made prime example of, of, that, that was the peak of the idea for the, well, that and also there's a, a YouTube channel called, uh, Dead Meat, and they, they have a series called Kill Count with James A. Janice, and it's really fun. It's, it's funny as fuck. S- seek that shit out. But the idea came from Clerks, where they talk about, uh, Randall and Dante talk about the, all the people that died, the contractors and all the people right, right. rebuilding the Death Star. Not not to mention the first one that blew up. Right, that, right. That uh, nerds have calculated takes around 100,000 people to pilot, just to <laughs> pilot the thing. And I might be getting that wrong. That might be a, a Star Destroyer. Anyway, I'm one of those nerds. So one day we're going to have a massive kill count of all the fucking franchises and who has... The highest. The highest kill count. Is going to win. What, Star Wars? No, whoever has the highest wins. Yes, yes. They, um, get, they get the official nightclub award for valor <laughs> and good behavior. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That, I don't know why. We, we, we give out that award on opposite day. On opposite day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, fuck, man. Where, where did we start off with this shit, though? I don't fucking know. Oh, I'm James Earl. James Earl Jones. The third movie that That's I... That's right. I'm James Earl Jones. But the, the third movie I think of... Th- this is a true call, Boy Boy. Oh, we okay. Got, we got Ricky here with it. I just gotta let him know. Yeah, let him know, I guess. Um, I think of The Sandlot, man. Halloween's coming up, you know, around the corner-ish. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm like, you know... James Earl Jones today. Oh, you're playing pretend yeah. costumes. Yeah. No costumes. Oh, because yeah, good thing. Um, <laughs> we'll leave that there. I think. Well, the... I mean, he's kind of. I mean, you know, he's black, but he's like more like the color of like <laughs> this or something. You know, like it. It's not that. I mean, like it's not like I would be like. I wouldn't even call it blackface so much as like like caramel face. Caramel, yeah. I'm cutting know, this shit out. I'm closer. I'm closer in skin tone to him than he is to Wesley Snipes. You know what I'm saying? That, that's all I'm yeah. getting at. No, he he is an extremely black man. I can't leave this shit in. <laughs> um, not in today's climate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. 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 Let's let's not get the protesters on their way. The third movie I think of when I think of James Earl Jones, though, is, is The Sandlot. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. Yeah, not for a long time. But... He's, he's blind in that movie. Really? Yeah, the, he, the dog is his. The dog that all the kids are scared of. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he used to be a baseball player. Spoilers for anyone who has not seen The Sandlot. I won't go any further. I don't the... remember anything about it. Because Dude. all this is... the end. It's all, it's all at the end. It's like yeah. the last scene in the movie, so let me not go any further. For anyone who hasn't seen it, including Ricky needs to watch it again, being that it's almost the spooky season, we've got a few recent watches. Quite a few. Quite a few. We'll keep it similar to how we had it last time. I think we each had six. Yeah, six sounds right. I'll go ahead and uh, kick us off. I just recently watched, uh, and like all of these is within like two or three nights, I watched Insidious from... Now, this is conflicting on the internet. If you Google Insidious or, or whatever, look it up anywhere, it comes up as a 2010 film. Because hmm. this is one of those those instances where a movie it gets released at a film festival or some early release in just New York City or Los Angeles for whatever reason. It's always those two, the markets, whatever. And the film will then, for, forever on, be, uh, forever from then on, will be labeled that year it came out. Right. Even though the wide release is the next year. Right. So Insidious didn't come out till 2011. Okay, okay. But it's a 2010 film. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, fuck it. If you haven't seen Insidious... Then fuck you. Then fuck you. It, <laughs> haunted House movie with uh, an interesting twist on it. The fucking bad guy in the movie is Darth Maul. Not many people know that. Yeah. Yeah. Ray Parks. He's actually... Oh, he's actually Darth Maul? No. Okay. I was like, what? <laughs> no, but the, the, the antagonist looks like Darth Maul. Looks like, yeah. Red face dude. Yeah. The internet calls him the lipstick face demon. Yeah, because he's so shiny red. Or the man with the fire in his face. I think they actually say that in the movie. They do, yeah. To me, Insidious is what you would show a young teen if you were getting, you know, or if they right. were getting into horror... Because it's it's got uh, I don't I'm not even sure if it it's, had any gore, but it's, it's got spooky, some. It's very spooky atmosphere, very like fun house haunted house. 
right. all kinds of creatures and ghosts and you again fresh. He's got your baby. Who's that? You don't remember that he's got your baby scene when him and that other dude go into the uh, ghost world and he's like he's like the he's got the lantern and he like can't see nothing and he he asks the dude he's like what are you looking at and he's like it's one of them. He's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, it's talking to you. And he's like, what is it saying? And he's like, he's got your baby. Over and over again. And then it shows what that dude's seeing. And one of them ghosts is in his face. And it's like, he's got your baby. And that's where he goes and finds the lipstick face demon? Mm-hmm. Is it in the attic in that house? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm vaguely remembering this. This, this, this ghost person this is outside, though. Outside that house. Yeah, yeah. at the house. He, he, and he's just saying, he's got your baby, he's got your baby. Patrick over Wilson, and over again. dude from Conjuring, he's in, the, he's in the further. Lynn Shea sends his ass into the further. I have another couple of recent watches, too. They're both on Netflix. One was called 1BR. Oh, with uh, Dakota Fanning? Was is that it? who that was? Was it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It was crazy. And I watched um, The Girl on the Third Floor. CM Punk. Is that who that dude was? Mm-hmm. It gets it gets one solid point, and I'm not saying I'm giving it a one, but it gets a whole point for having uh, a single tear by Converge in the movie at one point. Oh wow, a whole point for that. Yeah. Okay. I was like, damn, that song sounds for that's Converge. Oh shit. Converge fucking rocks, by the way. Well, it, yeah, it, it gets a point just for that. Well, since you brought them up, yeah, just throw because we each gonna do six, but just. Yeah, what would you what would you say? Like watch, don't watch, ratings. Watch it. Definitely watch them both. Yeah, they're both worth a watch. Um, I didn't think either one was fantastic. Maybe uh, maybe I'll just go ahead and give them like a five and a half, six right off the bat. So worth, worth a watch. Worth a watch. Yeah, some won't people, watch them again. Some people might not like them. Some people might love them. Yeah, I won't. I won't ever watch them again. I have no reason to, but. You know, somebody else might find more value in it. It's definitely there's nothing wrong with them. There was there just wasn't anything that I particularly liked about them, other than the fact that Converge was in there. I was like, oh fuck, that's dope. You get a point for that. And you recently got Shutter, so you're about to go on a journey. I'm about to have a lot of a lot of recent watches. Fucking love my phone. I pimp it all the time, but for real, guys, they should sponsor this podcast. Um, but please yeah, get, do. Yeah, please do. Anyone. Get Shutter. Well, I could probably get us... Under Armour. We're looking at you. Sponsor us. I ain't wearing that shit. Really? No. I don't like it. I don't like the way it feels on my skin. It's too constricting. <laughs> oh, for, for anyone who is uh, unaware, Ricky uh, got up and he was starting to take his uh, belt off and I was confused, but, but willing. It's... So... It's, so it's, it's the only kind of underwear I wear. Yeah, oh. not, and not not the brand, but like you know that type of. Listen, you know what I said. I won't wear it if they want to sponsor the show. You wear it. You say you like it. Obviously, a lot of people love it. Cause I love it's it. Popular as fuck. Uh, every athlete out there, you know, wears that shit. If I don't wear that type <laughs> of like tight sweat absorbing underwear, it wreaks havoc on my nethers in this heat and humidity. <laughs> so that that technology has saved me so, from so much grief. <laughs> I, like, I'm literally like, I'm so thankful for that technology that they come up with. But you don't walk around with like a cup of water sloshing around your balls or something? Not anymore, no. 
Oh, okay. Well, see, I... Because that shit just absorbs my sweat, dog. <laughs> like, like, pretty fast. I mean, I still, like, like when I go to work, like, I, I put, like, you know, gold bond on and all that. But, you know... This is this is some getting old, working hard men talk right here, yeah. all right? Yeah, definitely. Some of y'all don't know about that gold bond life, but let me tell you what. It saves your ass from some ration, from some fucking blistering up. Grief. A lot yeah. of grief is saved, thanks to... Hey, Gobon, you want to sponsor this podcast? Gobon, here we are. <laughs> come on. We will be powder bald old men. Yeah. Bengay, come get us. We're on this old men going to work life. Gay, still gay, baby. Nightclub <laughs> podcast. So my next movie is, um, it's similar in tone, it's similar in premise, but it's a very different movie altogether, even, even still, and it's uh, Sinister from 2012. I haven't seen it. It's on my list. It's starring Ethan Hawke, and uh, he plays this alcoholic writer who's chasing the dragon. He once had a, uh, a Which hit. dragon? He once had a, a hit best-selling book, and uh, he really wants to achieve that same level of fame again. And he's a true crime author. He'll go to a place where a crime. It, the, the the setup is interesting. Again, it, just like Insidious, it's a haunted house movie. But um, yeah, these two these two movies. I want to do a, like a little compare contrast with those two. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna save talking about Sinister for now. Watch it. Um, anyone who hasn't seen it, including you, Ricky, I might watch it tonight when I go home. Very atmospheric, very creepy and eerie. Uh, I'm not gonna say anymore because I think I want to do something with those two movies. They're very close in themes and. What shit. would you rate it? See, I, I don't want to say it because I already said what I rated Insidious, and if I'm gonna talk about those two, I kind of want to keep that close to the vest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can tell you, but all you bitches have to wait. Eh, what's, what's privilege. Your... More white privilege for Ricky. <laughs> God damn it. I'm putting you to work. <laughs> See, and I was just, before we sat down, I was the one saying, like, I want to say the things that shouldn't be said because it's funny. <laughs> and you decided, yeah, watch this. <laughs> I just, I already told you how I decide if it's too far or not. Is it too far for Guar? We, hold on, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Um, what's your next movie? We can tell these fuckers about the Circle from 2015. There you go. You're close, <laughs> and I can't see shit. <laughs> I need seen, to go back to the eye doctor. I've I've, I've seen this movie uh, a few years ago. Um, maybe maybe 2018 or so. I saw it on Netflix. Um, it's good. You know, it's uh, got a neat little neat little plot premise. Not a lot is explained. Mm-hmm. Um, Very ambiguous. I like. I, I. I love the premise. It's. It's. You know. To me, it's more about the human experiment than anything, which is always fun. Um. So you know, these people, this random collection of people, are waking up in this room, and um, although it takes them a long time, they figure out that uh, they're supposed to choose the order in which they die. To me, this damn dude. Just like Insidious and Sinister, this movie, and it's funny that it's called Circle, because the movie that it could be compared and contrast with, in style kind of, or at least setup-ish, would be Cube. Yeah, I agree. You've seen that movie? Oh yeah, I love Cube. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I even like its sequels, and, well, sequel and prequel. Um, I've seen them, but I, I don't remember much about them. <sighs> the, the first one's amazing, to me. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe I'm looking at it through nostalgia-tinted glasses, but... but... No, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I love Cube. And I, I got those kind of feelings from it, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, 
I don't, I don't want to say it's like a similar premise, but you know, it, no, it's, 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 it's just it, people all being random thrown right. together in a well in shapes. Right, <laughs> they're in a circle. They're presumably, other. presumably by extraterrestrials. Do we presume that? I do, based on nothing. Just that's just what you think. I don't remember the plot a hundred percent, so I don't know if anything's. I don't remember if at the end of the uh, circle, don't they show the ships leaving? Dude, I I, I don't remember. I <laughs> thought they did. Massive spoiler if if you have not seen that movie and that happens to be correct. Yeah, well, and we, if not, then then fuck us. What would you rate it? Oh, I give it a six. Six out of ten. Yeah, it was better than okay. It was good. You know, it was a lot of fun. It's log. It's log. It's better than bad. It's, it's good. good. <laughs> <laughs> you bet. You got to be a '90s kid to understand that shit. Right. Well. What was the name of that superhero from there? Butter Toast Man or something like that? Uh, I don't think it was Butter Toast Man, but it was yeah, French Toast Man, my, maybe or Cinnamon Toast Man or something, something like that. All I remember is they had this guy who was like a drill sergeant little character, and he was, I guess, he was a villain, and to defeat him, the superhero pulled his pants down and got a cheese grater and was like scraping it across his ass. Yeah. <laughs> you two Ren and Stimpy youngins, if I had to give a rating to Circle from memory, pure memory and, and how I remember like feeling when I watched it, I would give it a like around you, like a six. Six, yeah. six and a half or something. I really like the Worth idea. Worth a watch, maybe even a second or third, you know? It's, the, it's yeah, a lot of fun. I, I feel like that movie has a, a little bit of potential. The only thing that might be a hindrance is perhaps the performances, but I don't remember that being no, a, a problem. No, I wouldn't say the performances are bad. They were good, and I mean, the characters that the people played were, you know, rather one-dimensional because you don't know much about them, but that, you know, works to their advantage if... You know, for the actors, that that would work to their advantage anyway. All right. Well, uh, my next movie is going to be one that I'm recommending to you and anyone else out there. Just me. And no, and anyone fuck, else. Out fuck there. the audience. Okay, all right. Well, fuck you guys. Don't watch this. But get Shutter. <laughs> it's on there. Wink, wink. It's called The Beach House. Oh yeah. I know this is going around all the horror circles already. Most most people have probably seen this movie, but uh, if we're you, trying to bring it to the horror cube. The Horror Cube? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I actually liked it more than you, you'd think I did. What? Instead of the horror circles. Yeah, yeah We're bringing it to cube. the Horror Cube. I, yeah. I like that it's a, a lot. slapper. It's the Horror Hyper Cube. Why, <laughs> that's part part three, bro. Yeah. I think. No, no, no. Part three is Cube Zero. That's cube the prequel. Zero? Hyper nice. Cube is the sequel. Okay. That's where you find out what the fuck's going on. You find out what's going on in which one? The second one. Really? From what I remember, yeah. And the third Damn. one. The, from, and from what I remember, if I'm remembering correctly, a lot of remembering going on, some member barriers, they're not strong. I think the third <laughs> one's very psychedelic. Nice. I think. But anyway. So what, what, what's going on? Because I don't No, know. no, I'm not telling you. So the, the beach house is this sort is of... Is that on Shutter? Yeah. I'm watching that motherfucker. What is? Oh, oh, Cube? Yeah. I don't know. You have to look around. I'm going to find that motherfucker. But the beach house is on Shutter. Uh, I, I recommend it to you know as a, as at least give it a watch because I, I have to because I gave it the same sort of rating as Circle and I actually like that movie. I'm not saying I don't like the beach house. I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's an isolation horror film that I, yeah I don't want to give I don't want to give too much away. But but 
this couple goes there to the beach house, the titular beach house, and the boyfriend, his father owns said beach house. His dad didn't know that he that is you know he was bringing his girlfriend. Didn't even know he was going, so he had already told a friend and uh, his wife that they could go stay there for the oh, weekend shit. or whatever. So they stumble into each other and uh, decide to all stay there for the weekend. Fuck it, you know. And they cut loose, man. Like they start having a good time that night, and then shit really starts going wrong the next day. Damn. So I'm setting it up in your mind as something. It's gonna be a whole different thing when you watch it, but. To keep it short and sweet, I give it a 6 out of 10. Uh, first time watch. I don't think I'll be watching it again. I think I got it. So, right. yeah, Beach House. See it. The next one I want to talk about is Life from 2017. Dude, it's an awesome little creature feature. Mm-hmm. Sci-fi, horror, kind of cosmic. Mm-hmm. If you like Alien, yep. if you like shit like that, watch this motherfucker. Great performances, great effects, some fun... Deaths. They, Deadpool dies in an <laughs> awesome way. I didn't expect that, man. I didn't either. But I love it when a movie kills off their most popular uh, actors. Well, well, I mean, other than you know, Jill and all. But yeah. I love it when something kills off, like when a movie or a show has like a strong cast or whatever, or even if it's not a strong cast, but they got like one well-known actor and they kill that motherfucker off like right away. I love that shit for some reason. It, to me, it's just it's just a bold move that always impresses me. Like like with Sean Bean and Game of Thrones. Well, he dies in everything. I think it's in his contract. I'm joking about the contract, but I think he dies in everything I he's ever. I think he might have lived in Silent Hill too. Well, that's <laughs> the awful Silent Hill movie. Yeah, well, that's bullshit. I um, think he might have lived. They do that in Scream. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She was she wasn't as big as she became, but she was recognizable. No, right. Yeah, I, I've seen this one too, and I remember enjoying. Like, I didn't know that it was actually going to be horror. Yeah, uh, I, I went into it just thinking it's a sci-fi movie. I didn't know what it was about. Right, I, I had no idea. Isn't it a great surprise? It is. I it's fantastic. Some people in the horror circles, they're not part of the horror cube. It's different over here. Right, right. In 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 the circles over there, it's it's not it's not hated. Right, but it's not loved, and right. I'm like, and are I'm, they just like, why are you fawning over this movie? No, no, because <laughs> it doesn't have that kind of love. Like, I'm not saying we're loving the shit out of it either. I, I, oh. ca- I kind of love it. Okay, not not like a lot of love, but there's a love there. Well, same thing could be said for me. Then I got some love. What do you give it? Seven. Uh, seven is where I consider the love to start. Okay. I agree with that. Six is where I say something is good. Yeah. Five is where I say something's okay. Yeah. I agree with that. You know? So it's it's got it's got some love for me. I guess I'd say the same. I'd give it a seven then, based on that. Based on saying it's got a little love. It's got a little love. It's not it's not gonna it's not gonna change your life. Seven is our little love. It's a little love. Yeah. Alright, cool deal. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and mention uh Vivarium. 2020 film, so I'm, I'm getting I'm getting them in a little bit. Oof. This this movie, all around. Woof woof woof. <laughs> woof woof. woof. <laughs> shall I, shall I do a dog with his that big man voice? voice, bro? He's got a man voice, but he's a drove me crazy. 98 day old baby man, <laughs> baby kid. Okay, so this movie has a super interesting premise, very original. You got Jesse Eisenberg and. 
Imogen Poots. That's what a name. A, that's a cool name. Uh, what a name. It's better than Badcock. I agree. That That's a name. That's an actual last name. Badcock. There's I'm fr- sorry, Badcock. There are furniture stores. Badcock Furniture. I'm not fucking around. That's I would, awesome. I'd take a poot over a Badcock any day. Yeah. So in this movie, Jesse Eisenberg and the Poots, they go to this uh, real estate <laughs> agent who's very odd named Martin, and he's willing to go and take him to Yonder. This Yonder, new development yeah. that's supposed to be incredible and... You get there and everything's very green. Everything's green. A lot green. of fucking green everywhere. Everything yeah. looks strange and artificial. And it, it looks like Edward Scissorhands on crack. Like the, the suburb that he goes to where everyone has their fucking different colored houses and shit. Right. But it's, except here it's all green Same. as hell. Yeah. Well, as as uh, Martin is showing uh, Lex Luthor and DePoots his home, the home for them, potential home, he, he, he vanishes. And they try to leave the neighborhood, and no matter which way they go, no matter which way they turn, no matter which street they go down, they end up in front of their same house. So they're stuck here. They're stuck in this fucking development. And uh, I, I, I don't want to, again, give away too much. This movie's too new um, without you know having to throw up the spoiler alerts. But there, there is a kid involved that gets uh, delivered unto them, <laughs> and they are told, raise the child and be released. And man, that kid! Fuck that kid! Mm-hmm. Fuck that kid! Kid wouldn't have lasted with me. That's all I'm saying. I would have become a murderer, a child murderer. Yes. I'm, I don't want to. I mean, you know, off the record, that ain't no fucking kid killing it. <laughs> fuck that thing. Anyway, I agree with the dude. That's not a him. That's an it. Vivarium, <laughs> I give an eight out of ten. Eight. I yeah. give it a seven. Seven. Yeah, some love. some love there. I give it love, and then I give it bonus points for that third act is batshit crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crazy part, I was like, what the fuck is going on now? And then, and then when the movie finally starts to wrap up, I got what the message of the movie was. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is neat. This is a neat way to write this type of story. So I give it an eight. I give it I give it a little love and then a bump up. I give it a, off the record, what's your take on it? Oh, it's about... Uh, like a conformist life, like uh, like the typical. I kind of took it as like cutter American life. Yeah, I kind of took it as kind of like the horrors of adulthood, contemporary adulthood. Yeah, there. Well, you, you know, you got to do the big boy, big girl thing and go buy a home, and then you immediately start a family, and then right. uh, by the end of it, because they're raising this kid, and he's always wearing the same little suit, and he screams when he doesn't get his way. That that well, that you could trail off to something else. Yeah. But the main thing, I mean, at the end, he goes and he rolls up homeboy like ash, and he's crushed and put into a drawer because yeah. you're just a fucking number. And then he takes his place. He's the next cog to to keep the wheel spinning. You know, right. like that. That was that was what I had. I, I, by the end, like like around the part where he uh, when he when he said, oh, maybe it's time for him to be released. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's gonna die, and that's that was always what it was for. Now, what they're doing, it's not important. That's not what the that's not right. what the point of the movie was. Right. Now, would I want those questions answered? Maybe because it was like, what the fuck are these things? Are they interdimensional? I I just think they're extraterrestrials, and I was thinking maybe that they're experimenting with um, hybridization with humans, and that's why they're doing all this shit. You know, catching people. Getting people to go over there and raise these little hybrid babies and stuff. 
I want to read. I want to have to do research on this movie and, and uh, find out some some fan theories or whatever because I like the idea. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, what's your next flick? Nineteen twenty-two from two thousand seventeen. I'm gonna say already, like at, at the onset here, I feel like we've talked about this movie, but I don't remember. <laughs> so if we did, and anyone's hearing this again, fuck it. Listen to us talk about it for 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 a a few minutes again, bitch. I mean, that's it. You don't like it? Just talk to our uh... (laughs) talk to our fuck. (laughs) If you don't like it, bring it up with our sponsors. Yeah, call Under Armour and Goldbond and tell them the nightclubs fucking pissing me off because they just keep talking about nineteen twenty (laughs) two. Do you imagine the the people at the call centers that are taking these complaints for those companies are like? the fuck are you talking about? You on crack? <laughs> I want to call a complaint to the NFL. All of our, <laughs> all of our listeners are crackheads. <laughs> I want to complain to the NFL call center. Football man, no stand up. <laughs> He's sitting down. <laughs> oh, okay, anyway. What the fuck did that have to do with it? <laughs> I don't know. It's late. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be the nightclub if it wasn't late, man. Yeah, we got this. So, nineteen twenty-two. Don't want to say too much and you know ruin the story or uh, spoil anything for anybody. But um, it's some Stephen King shit. You know what that means. So you know what that means. Starring uh, Thomas Jane, who does a fantastic job. I've never seen it. Good performances all around. Um, great atmosphere. Great cinematography, and a lot of fun. I've heard people say it's a dreary movie. It's it is dreary, but people do like it, from what I can tell. It's dreary in a fun way. <laughs> so have fun being dreary, um, and when you when you see the cow, you'll know you'll know what I'm talking about. Man, I feel like you've said this before. I hope you have. I hope we've talked about this one episode. <laughs> When you see the when you see the cow, you'll know what I'm talking about. So anyway, what you rate it? Originally, I I was gonna give it a seven. I'm thinking I might give. I think I'm thinking it might bump might have bumped itself up to a seven five. Yeah. Yeah. On retrospect. Yeah, I, 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 it's got a little a little bit of extra love. I think. <laughs> Half a teaspoon of love. Yeah. On top of the little love. Seven seven point five. One of those. All right. Maybe. Oh, here we go. Seven point two five. I'll split the difference. I respect that. <laughs> we starting these quarter rankings now. Wait till I wait till I give something seven and thirteen fifteenths. Man, we can't do that. We'll break the we'll break the internet. <laughs> having quarters start doing it in the metric system. <laughs> having having quartered rankings, believe it or not, is like a sort of hot topic. Really? Amongst people that review the movies and talk about them on these different podcasts, yeah. Well, it is very unnecessary, It's it, It's just debated. I yeah. mean, which I'm like, who cares? Right. It, rate it how you want. I do, a, I do a grading scale of 1 to 10, and I do half points. I don't care if someone gives a quarter points. I might eventually do the same thing. It just depends. I, yeah. So far, I haven't felt it necessary. Right. All right, well, my next movie, second to last for me, for the recent watches, is a film called... Random Acts of Violence, and it's by uh, written and directed by Jaber Shaw. 
this is the end fame. He's the main character in that movie, opposite uh, Seth Rogen. But in this movie, he just plays a supporting part. And again, with the interesting fucking premise, man, this movie might bump itself up too, uh, to be honest with you. A comic book artist who uh, does horror comics bases his most famous story off of uh, a bunch of murders, real-life murders that happen. So, again, this is sort of similar to the plot of Sinister. <laughs> he goes on like a little road trip with his assistant and his best friend slash manager, who is played by Jay Bershaw. The comic book author is not is not Jay. D- during the uh, the road trip that they're going through, it, it's it, the same area, same town or whatever that all these murders, real-life murders, took place in. Townsfolk are pissed off at him. Nobody likes the guy. And the kills start happening again. Oh, shit. This movie is... Sort of not 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 a mind fuck, but it's just like some of the the imagery in it, man, is like really fucking cool. The ending is awesome, and the whole oh god, I I, I don't want to talk about this without ruining it. But it's like the the art, the comic book author, he has to examine himself. He, he's also the artist, so he draws this shit, and this shit really happened to people. And his girlfriend in the movie, uh, she's having this whole conflict within herself of like, who who is this guy really? Like, what's he really about? Like, should I love him or be sickened by what what, what he's doing? Because what he's doing is affecting real people. Right, right. That knew the families and all that. That's why the town's pissed off. I I think I'm rambling too much about this movie. I give it a 7.5, but it could be an 8. Oh, wow. I need to see it again. But for right now, 7.5. I'm going to watch that shit on Shutter. That's where it's at, baby. I, I forgot to say that. It's, that's where it's at. That's where this movie's at and my last one. It'll be on Shudder. But, uh, so um, next I've got The Endless and Resolution. Um, that's two separate movies. One is a... Well, The Resolution is a prequel of sorts. The Endless is some good cerebral cosmic horror. Definitely worth a watch. I myself loved it because I'm a serious nerd for the cosmic stuff. And um, Resolution is, as I said before, sort of a prequel. And it's got like a dark comedy feel to it as well. And I can't recommend them both enough. The movies involve cults, right? Yeah. Well, one in particular. But yeah, there's like cult stuff and crazy time warp stuff. And it's it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, I haven't seen either one of them. It's a mind fuck. It's fun. It's great. It's a lot of fun. They're on Prime? Hmm? They're on Prime? Yes. Yeah, find those on Prime. I need I th- to check them out. I think they're on Prime. I think they are. I think I've seen them on there. You had one, to... of them, one of them might even be on Netflix. I'm not sure. The Endless. The Endless is on Netflix as well, I think. Okay, well, I could be wrong, folks. Check out check out. Fuck Net- it. Check them out. Yeah, fucking Google. Google that, motherfucker. It's, it's worth a watch. It's worth renting, for sure. What you give them both? Seven five for both of them. Yeah, we all about that cosmic horror shit up in here. Yeah, uh, anyone who's been listening since the beginning knows that. I, I need to check them out. This is for my last recent watch. I've got another twenty twenty movie available on Shutter exclusively, and that is The Shed, directed by what's this dude's name? Frank Sabatella. Frank Savini. This is a period piece, I believe. I'm pretty oh, sure shit. it takes place in the 70s, maybe the 80s, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think there's a single cell phone in the movie. I hope I'm not wrong about this, but it, it's like a high school movie. 
uh, the, the the main characters are teenagers in high school, and the premise. Twilight. <laughs> it's not like Twilight. <laughs> the, the The premise of the film is that uh, this one kid, his parents die, and um, he he gets taken in by his grandfather, who's a veteran and he's old and he's a curmudgeon and he's he's kind of mean. He's pretty damn mean to be honest. Fucker. And the movie opens. I'm just gonna say this, okay? Because it opens like this. The movie opens with a guy running through the woods with a shotgun, and he's being chased by some floating dark entity, and he finally gets caught by it. It lifts him up into the air. It's wearing a huge black cloak. It's bald-headed, and it's got fucking gray, decaying skin. It's a fucking vampire, and it bites this dude, and the sun comes out or whatever. The vampire burns up, and now this guy's got the fucking curse. He's got these bitten, you know? So soon he's going to have the thirst the curse of the thirst he <laughs> cursed runs, with the thirst he realizes that the sun is starting to irritate him and he hauls ass and locks himself or finds finds a shed and goes inside to hide from from the day he's hiding in in the the shed of the curmudgeonly grandfather so the high school kid at some point is coming across this thing in his shed that's the premise okay it's it, it, it it's it's very in a lot of ways it's very 80s um, it's got some awesome effects, some awesome scenes. It's probably, it's it's really up there for 2020 movies for me. Um, I don't know if it's loved, but I really enjoy it. And I've seen some people say some good things online. I had this at a 7.5 as well, but you know what? I'm going to bump this up to an 8. And I do like this more than, than uh, Vivarium. Yeah. Just for different reasons. A totally different type of movie. Right, right. But if I had to watch one of them again right now, it would be The Shed. Okay. Yeah. So eight out of ten. The shed. Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> Check that shit out. And what's your uh, last one? Oh, this is a classic. Yeah, I have a classic. Um, so here we go. One year after I was born. <laughs> directed by James Earl Jones. We have Pumpkinhead. <laughs> what? <laughs> you doing? You're doing a disservice, sir. <laughs> 1988. Directed by. Someone I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. It's uh, he he got his first uh, gig as a director doing this movie. Uh, Stan Winston. He's a special effects guru. He's worked on. He's done special effects for movies like the uh, the Terminator films, Jurassic Park, Aliens, uh, wow. Predators, uh, Iron Man, Edward Scissorhands. He, he special effects guru. My boy's been around the block. But yeah, he directed Pinhead. Uh, Pinhead. God damn. Pumpkinhead. <laughs> no, yeah. he directed him in traffic. Go that way. Gotta go left, motherfucker. That's where you'll find the kids you need to kill for killing that kid. Ashley Lawrence is that way. Oh, Pinhead. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. You go to that house over there with that skinless bitch. <laughs> you fucking get torn apart by chains. No, yeah, but Pumpkinhead, dude. Stan Winston directed that motherfucker. How'd you feel about this movie? Um, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. It was very good. I was a little let down because I didn't quite get what I wanted. Yeah. Um, you know, it, reading about it and from what I knew about it, in my mind I had this very satanic and <laughs> violently gory thing that I was prepared to watch. And I feel like I got a mildly satanic and mildly violent movie instead. Because um, this dude 
for the most part, he kind of just drops people from trees. <laughs> and I wanted him to rip people's limbs off and Fuck yeah. beat them to death with them and shit. But, you know, I mean, the kid even, one of the kids even says it when they're talking about him in the beginning. He's like, oh, you know, old farmer such and such got killed by him. He twisted his head off and drank all his blood. And I was like, fuck yeah, little kid, I can't wait to see that. And I didn't get any of that. So what you're saying is Pumpkinhead needs a reboot. Oh, dude, that would be great. Keep keep the design and, and the practical effects. Like, yeah. Like they did with Evil Dead. Practical is the way to go. But, but lean into that. The gore. Yeah. Make, the, make this demon ruthless. Yeah. You know it's a film series, right? I think there's three or four or I, five of them or something. I shit. knew there was more than one. Maybe one of the sequels is gorier. I've never seen the any sequels, of the sequels. maybe. I thought of One that. of them, is, I think, is called Blood Wings. Nice. Like Pumpkinhead Blood Wings, I think. That sounds dope. I think I hope I'm right about that. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really good. The cinematography was good. You know, every time he shows up, there's this crazy cicada sound and, like, the fucking moonlight turns blue, and there's fucking fog everywhere. And oh yeah, it's atmospheric. It, it's fuck. it's great. It's, it's 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 great. There's a and it's a lot of fun. You know, um, one of those '80s kill all the teenagers movies, which I always dig, because fuck teenagers. Um, so you know, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, Pumpkinhead Two is called Blood Wings. That's dope. The third film is called Ashes to Ashes, and the fourth film was called Blood Feud. Blood. Oh, shit. That needs to be the fifth film in the franchise. It How many drops of blood are <laughs> in this blood ocean? Watch Metalocalypse. Watch Metalocalypse. Metalocalypse. We're looking for sponsors. <laughs> a dead, adult, adult Swim. A dead franchise. <laughs> Much like Pumpkinhead, the last movie that came out was 2007, so they're due for a fucking reboot, man. Let's, let's get this party started. Let's talk to... Uh, who, do you, who would you pick to reboot it? Pumpkinhead? Yeah. Who would be your pick to do it? Uh, if Well, if I'm going to go ahead and base it on how the Evil Dead was done, I'd say fucking Fede Alvarez. Yeah? Let him come back to, to, you know, another classic franchise and give it the practical effect, but update the mood and the tone and, and the gore. Give us the gore. Yeah. yeah. Fetty, man. Fetty could do that shit. I mean, there's, I, there's plenty of capables, but I'm sure. basing it off of him doing Evil Dead. Let, right. him, let him fucking do it. What do you think? I'm not inclined to... Uh... Oh, you were just asking him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, well, what what do you give it, rating-wise? I, 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 just to chime in on it real, real quick... I think it's very atmospheric, very spooky. Uh, maybe since I saw it, like as a child, I didn't, I didn't have a, a notion of like, oh, there should be a lot of blood in it. So it never even crossed my mind. Right. And I, I like, I really like the first one a lot. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that it's one of my favorites because I don't think it is. But, but I do have love for it. Yeah. So you got a little love for it. I got, I got a little love for it. I, I don't think I'm quite in love with it in any way, but I do like it a lot. It's very good. Um, I'm gonna give it a six point five. Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm gonna I'll, I'll obviously pick up the pace when it gets closer to the end of the year. But uh, so far, I have less than twenty two thousand twenty watches. This year's shaping up so far to be an okay year for horror movies. At, at the top of my list at the time of this recording, I've got a movie that you can find on Netflix called The Platform. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'll I'll reserve ratings for now because we'll eventually do a top something for 2020 yeah. uh, I, I, w I would say yeah I'll just do the top five that I have at the moment 
it would be the platform, Color Out of Space, Gretel and Hansel, Yummy, and The Shed. The Shed, Yummy, and Color Out of Space you can find on Shudder. Uh, Gretel and Hansel, I believe you have to rent, unless it's on Prime. Gretel and Hansel? Yeah, and the platform you can find on Netflix. Gretel and Hansel's on Shudder? No. Okay. No, you probably have to, I think you have to rent that on Prime. Or What's that one about? Gretel and Hansel. Okay. Yeah. They go to that, that witch's house, man. That's awesome. It's it's good. I do have a few movies I want to throw out there for anyone who might be interested. I haven't seen these yet, but these are 2020 films. And they're supposed to be, you know, pe- people are clamoring to watch them or have already seen them and are saying good things. So here's just a, a, a few. One that I think is going to be interesting that's coming up later this year. I think it's going to be released this year. It's called Duncan. It, it's about the whole Pizzagate conspiracy. Yeah. If you know what that is, then then you know what to expect from this movie. Kind of, sort of. I think I think that's going to be one to look forward to. The Hunt is already out. A lot of people say that's a fun movie. It pokes fun at... You know, both aisles, left and right. Want to see what that is. Survival horror, want to see that. That's another one. The Wretched. That's that's one way to get a short nerd on out of me. The Wretched is a a witch film. I haven't seen the whole... That's another way to get a nerd on from me as well. I know, right? Like, cosmic cosmic horror, folk horror, that's my shit. Those two, those... I I throw witch films under the folk horror thing. Right, But, uh... I only saw half of it for some Which reason. Which is in particular out of the folk horror. Oh fuck yeah! Me. Oh yeah! I don't know. Great shit. Relic. People Especially are... if they're hot witches. And it helps, but they don't have to be. <laughs> Re- Relic. Relic. I'm, just, I'm just being a dummy. <laughs> Relic is one that's getting love. I think that's a haunted house movie. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, Amulet. Also another one that's getting love. And Antebellum. That's one that a lot of people are, are freaking out about. They're like, you gotta fucking watch this movie. Uh, I think it. I think it's about to come out, or it has come out. Ghost Killers versus Bloody Mary. Ah, uh, directed by uh, John Stamos. Yeah, and James Earl Jones wrote it. Oh, nice. Starred in it, and was the gaffer. Nice. Yeah, it's oddly enough, that movie's gotten nothing but praise, and it's compared to Evil Dead Two a lot. Holy shit. Yeah. So I want to see that shit. And that's what. It's got a, such a fucking dumb title. Ghost Killers versus Bloody Mary. Last one I'll mention because I got my list is too fucking long. is Saint Maud. That that's another movie that people are freaking out about. Write those down. Google them. Do whatever. I'm not putting links in the show notes for all these things. You fucking got to do some homework, some legwork, you know, yourself sometimes. But PG-13 horror movies. Some people get pissed off if a, if a horror movie's PG-13. And they're like, what's the point? And we shouldn't have it. And it should blah blah blah. Okay. I get the point that the whole rating system in general is kind of stupid. Yeah. You just need a disclaimer. Right. Like what it contains. Right. Adults can make decisions for young youngins. So since we have the rating system and it is what it is, I'm going to go ahead and be like the... the I'll, I'll get on a soapbox for PG-13 horror movies because without PG-13 horror movies, you're going to lose fans, man. Right. Some some kids need that bridge. I know I, I know I did, and I enjoyed some PG-13 horror movies when I was... Oh. I can't think of any right now. Any PG-13 horror movies? Right, but I, I never... Uh, Poltergeist. Paid attention. Poltergeist is PG-13. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. Well, one scene in particular, 
point. I'm sure you can figure out what it is. Probably the fate pulling his own face off, seeing if I had to guess. Yeah. Or the or the the clown. No, it is the face. <laughs> this motherfucker <laughs> goes in the mirror and starts ripping his own face off. Uh, Gretel and Hansel. That's what made me want to even say this. That's a PG thirteen horror movie. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It's the official stance of the Nightclub Podcast that. Well, it's my stance that PG thirteen does not equal bad. Uh, correct. The ring. PG-13. Really? Okay. Insidi- Never seen it. Insidious. PG-13. Good movie. The Others. Never seen it. PG-13. Sixth Sense. The Grudge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some of these not so good, but I'm looking at... <laughs> the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Drag Me to Hell. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. I love Drag Me to Hell, man. God damn, I love that movie. Sam motherfucking Raimi, Sam Ramey, fucking Raimi. God. Tremors. Tremors, Nice. Directed by Tony Iommi. <laughs> okay, look, man. I'm just going to start throwing misinformation out all over the place. I'm going to say, from now on, don't trust this motherfucker if he's saying names, because the, <laughs> that's not the true true at all. Uh, the Village, PG-13, uh, Gremlins, so on and so forth, man. You know, you uh, you, get, you get what I'm saying? Like, PG-13 horror is necessary. I don't have an issue with the... no. A good movie is a good movie, and a, a, a fucking bad one's a bad one. Mediocre yeah. is mediocre. Yeah, you could have a rated R horror movie with all the blood and guts in it that you want, but it could still be way fucking worse than something that's PG-13 that actually has a good story. Substance. Yeah, a good story is all you need. Yeah. It's really all you need. Performances can be a little bad, and but as long as you have a good story... Right. It'll every, be entertaining. Everything has to work together, but yeah, that's basically the whole thing. whole little... Rant I wanted to go on PG-13 Yeah it's, it's my fucking stance No it's the nightclub stance Sponsored by Hershey's Kisses Sponsored Yeah That's right <laughs> That's why we're saying We're okay with the PG-13 Because we want that Hershey sponsorship That's why I thought of it Because my coffee mug's a Hershey <laughs> mug This is some behind the curtain of shit right now That y'all, y'all are hearing Yeah I'm gonna keep it this way Norma Jean and Portal Come sponsor us too the bands? Yeah. Oh, because we're wearing the band shirts? Because we're wearing their shirts. Yeah. Shout out to Norma Jean and shout out to Portal. Yeah. If you had a dream sponsor, who would it be? Oh, shit. Like, if, if, if uh, anyone could sponsor the podcast, and being affiliated with said sponsor would work in our favor. It wouldn't be like oh, okay. Under Armour. Like, okay. that, Damn. you know, I no, mean, um, it's not very fitting. What's uh, the production company that... Um, Blumhouse, A24. Frodo. Oh, uh, Spectrovision. Spectrovision. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Color Out of Space, dog, for real. Metal Blade. Metal Blade Records. Profound Lore What's Records. Pro- oh, yeah. Record yeah. labels. So record, record labels, labels and production would be companies. Cool. Yeah. My, my, mine would be Shudder. That would Shutter. be that would be the the thing I'd be like, yes, dude. That's another man. one. That'd be fucking awesome. Or any horror, like, mainstream... Or not mainstream, but like popular horror website, Bloody Disgusting, Dread Central. That'd be neat. But that's just a dream. That's a dream, yeah. A twisted, weird dream. Sometimes they're like that. Often they're like that. Especially if you take Chantix. What's that? It's a medication that was originally developed for depression. But they figured out that while it sucked at curing depression in most people... (laughs) It was uh, pretty good at getting people to stop smoking. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it like it also make people who are taking it for smoking maybe want to kill themselves? It's a common side effect. 
God damn. What's another side effect? Strange lucid dreaming. You got any strange lucid dreams <laughs> you want to share? I do. So while I was With the taking of the nightclub <laughs> while I was taking this medication, um, for two weeks I didn't. Well, for the first week, um, I smoked. The second week I didn't. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, the first, almost immediately, the strange dreams started, <laughs> and I just remember. So to back up, so at my parents' first house, the one I grew up in. Um, it was a single-story house, and the bathroom was centrally located. But in one of my dreams, for whatever reason, um, we were remodeling that house, and the bathroom in particular, but it was like four stories up, and you had to get on an extension ladder to get to the bathroom. And uh, Oh, my God. Yeah, and um, <laughs> a bunch of family members and I were there helping with the remodel, and the walls were all bare, and there were these little fucking, I say little, there were these fucking spider things about the size of a, of an orange that were all over the walls and the floor. Oh, God. And I was barefoot for some reason, suddenly. <laughs> and these little motherfuckers were just fucking everywhere. And a little fleshy tentacle would come out of their abdomen that had like a stinger on the end of it and it would like whip around crazy and cut you and sting you <laughs> if you got too close and for whatever reason my wife kept picking it up trying to figure out what it was and I was like put that down you don't know what the fuck that is and she was like oh it stung me and she, it would surprise her and she'd drop it <laughs> but she would kind of like laugh laugh about it like because it surprised her and then she'd go pick it up again and I'm like so they weren't dangerous well, we don't know. And that's why I was mad. I was like, you idiot. You don't know if that's poisonous. Like, you could die from this. Mm-hmm. And she'd just do the same shit over and over again. She's, oh! And she'd drop it because it stung the <laughs> fuck out of her again. And then she'd just go pick another one up. That's what I'm saying. They're not dangerous. But but Dream You was just mad. I was mad, bro. Yeah. I mean, she don't know what that shit is. She might have died later in the dream and I just don't remember. That's a, that's the fucked up thing about dreams. Like, you you can wake up. They could be so impactful. I guess you you remember details like that. But you could wake up and vividly remember them. Right. But then, like a few minutes later, it's hardly you you barely remember them. Yeah. That that to me has always been the weirdest thing about dreams. Not even the fact that you might not remember them all. Right. Or in great detail, but the fact that when you first wake up, it's like, yeah, bitch, this is exactly what happened. Right. Two, three minutes later, you're like, wait, what? Right. Was it a van? Was it a huge bat? What the fuck was I riding in? Right, right. Or on. Yeah, so that was a weird-ass one. Um, And my kids thought it was funny because they were like, (laughs) they were like, that dream's kind of just about, (laughs) they were like, that dream sounds almost like it's about your, uh, kind of your opinion of Teresa. (laughs) Like, I just think she's this bumbling dummy or something (laughs) that's just going to pick something up like that and do shit like that over and over again. But, um, yeah, it's totally not, but it still made me laugh. I like how that's the conclusion they came to. (laughs) They were like, you must think mom's really dumb. (laughs) I've I've had, I, I, I can't recall an actual dream at the moment, but I know 
that I have had dreams where you're being either chased or uh, something's trying to get you. Yeah. Well, I actually do have a dream. Um, I'll probably end up telling this more than once because this is going to come up again one day. But since I'm remembering it right now, I'll share it. Uh, In the dream, and I had this when I was younger, I had just watched The Howling and something similar happens in the movie. So I had a dream about it happening to me. Me and my family are driving down some dark road in the country somewhere and I don't know if we go the, again I'm, I'm just piecing things together so let's just say we went off road so we're now in like a field surrounded by woods so no road no nothing it's foggy still in the vehicle still in the vehicle it's nighttime. the moon is out my mom my dad my sister all get out the car close the doors the car is locked and they walk into the fog into the night into the dark and they're gone and I'm just sitting in the car a little kid and then they start coming and it's, it's werewolves man they're climbing on top of the car they're scratching on the windows they're scratching on the how hood. are they scratching like frantically or are they just trying to fuck with you they fucking with me oh. they're just they're just slow like just tapping on the on the on the top the fucking trunk cl- looking through the windows at me and shit trying yeah. barely trying to get in and and I'm just like having a heart attack I don't remember what happens again you know you don't ever remember the end of a dream unless you fucking fallen right but uh that 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 that's one that like scared me and it but I've had those dreams where you're trying to get away from something mm-hmm. and nothing it's like nothing's going your way right you're either right. Not, you're either not fast enough or things keep happening that just somehow block your exit or 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 change your course or the thing that you're running from is just in front of you now dream logic yeah there's and there is none it's like you on your fucking scaffolding <laughs> speaking of which let me let me fucking ask you this when you were a kid have you ever had a dream where in order to escape from some imminent threat you got on your bed and drove it around like a car no <laughs> no dude more than one person has said they had this dream, and I, I had it too as a kid. Where your bed became a car? No. It stays a bed, but you're piloting that motherfucker around like it's a car. Right, but well, that's what I mean. Yeah. In the dream, it's a bed, but right. you drive it like a car. I'm, I get on it to escape from whatever's chasing me in the house. Yeah. No, I've never had And that. I drive that motherfucker through the house to get out of the house. That makes me think of the, the opening credits for the Naked Gun movies. With Leslie Nielsen. It's just the, the top of the cop car, and it's going like through the city streets and stuff. It's just the, the light. Mm-hmm. So the camera stays stationary on the light, and the scenery changes. You're going through the town. You see the light flash and whatever. Right. Then it's like it goes into a lobby, and people are freaking out and running out the way. Then it goes into <laughs> someone's house and up the stairs into the bathroom, and they're taking oh, a shit. bath, and they're like, oh, God. <laughs> it's like a car is just driving through everything. <laughs> Reminds me of South Park. Anyway. You never seen the Naked Gun movies? I've never seen them. No. They're spoof cop movies. Right. They're amazing. Yeah, in uh, OJ in, in one of them. Yeah, I think I think he's in all of them. Nice. Yeah, it's before he murdered. Fucking OJ. Or before he got caught stealing his own shit. Whatever he went to jail for. No, I mean he killed that bitch. Not according to the law. Fuck the law. He killed that bitch. <laughs> Did you know like that there was like like at least a dozen times where like the Cops were called to go to their place for, like, domestic abuse. Based on the mild amount of research that I have done for it, uh, scant. Uh, and 
most of my knowledge comes from the American Crime Story uh, miniseries they did on it, The People versus O.J. Simpson. So, yeah, they, they they talk about that a little bit in the movie, or in the miniseries. Yeah. I'm not trying to make this about O.J. No, it's fine. I like <laughs> orange juice, man. I love orange juice. It, hey, did you know that... It, it's best that in Gene the morning said, after hangovers. I like it after I brush my teeth. Oof, not me. I love that. No, I don't like that mint with the orange. That's, that's nasty. That's why I like it. I don't... That, it turns me over. That's where... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's where I draw draw a line, sir. Well, before you before you define that great line, mm-hmm. let me say something that I forgot what I was gonna fucking say. All I heard was Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. Did you know he owns the the, ta- the yeah, OJ? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. I'm just glad you know that he trademarked it. Trademarked it. That's right. He I was about to say he owned the patent for it. <laughs> for, God damn. for OJ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Gene Simmons. I also, what a guy. I also crossed the line at him. Not his music, but him. He's a he is a uh, man that dude will do anything for a buck. God damn. He's a real bastard. He was selling concerts. Well, he 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 released a box set, and the highest price you could pay for it was like ten grand, and I I think it was ten grand. And for that amount of money, it is it, probably more now that I'm thinking about it. Ten grand sounds low, but for the, whatever the highest amount you paid for this box set. He would come play at your house. Jeez. Yeah, he would come, set up, play at your house, private show, just in your living room or whatever. Him and Amp, that's it, and then leave. <laughs> people who purchased that, and there were people that did, came away saying that they were very unhappy with the turn, the, like what they got for that Damn. money they spent. Yeah, like he was not worth it. Could you imagine, man? You, no. You've thrown away thousands upon thousands of dollars, and this fucking jackass shows up at your house. Barely plays the bass and sings like shit in your living room, and then it's like, yeah. all right, bye, and he just leaves. Yeah. God damn. It's a line we won't cross here on the nightclub. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Gene myself, so. I keep saying something about lines. I do want to cross some lines, a few lines. <laughs> mm hmm. That's the good stuff. A little bump of love. A little love. <laughs> <laughs> a little love bump. Love bump. <laughs> There are certain horror films that, well, I guess you could call them extreme horror, and these could be uh, torture porn or splatter movies, uh, anything that's from over the top to overly realistic. I think there could be a, I think there is a line that as a viewer, well, I'll put this out there. I don't think that there isn't anything that shouldn't be put to film, as long as no one's really getting hurt. Right. Uh, but but I don't think there's any subject that shouldn't be explored in in any sort of art art form. I don't believe in censorship, um, but there are certain things that I have absolutely. Uh, I'm not gonna say zero interest because I'll at least do a little bit of you know digging and, and find out what the fuck. Right. In particular, I'm talking about a movie called a Serbian film. This movie has baby rape in it, in you know, infant fucking rape. So. I had pulled up a clip off of YouTube to see what this gnarly scene was, and I got it to a certain point in it. There's also, like, beatings and, and other rapes. and Yeah, it's 
I turned away from from that one scene before it, the, the baby rape scene before I got too far into it, because it just made me not and not like I couldn't watch it and handle it. I could, you know, but I don't wanna. I just don't care to see it. Right. And there there are just certain movies like that where it's like you know what, this isn't for me. Like it's just not my thing, and it's not because like I said I couldn't handle it. I just have no interest in putting it in my brain. Right. You know, or having to even process it. I'm good with never watching a Serbian film. Absolutely. And there's a, <laughs> there's a movie close to it that I will watch again. We'll probably end up talking about it on this show, and we've mentioned it once already. It's called Antichrist. Okay. Starring Willem Dafoe. Uh, it's a Lars von Trier film. It. Uh, Charlotte Gainsborough too, I believe. Uh, it's the whole movie itself is is not, you know, littered with imagery or events that I would put on the same level as what's in a Serbian film but there's some parts man that are that are gonna be rough you've never seen it right no I've never it's gonna seen be rough it. and it's gonna be rough for me going back in damn it's a fucked up movie it's dark as fuck and, that, and that's that's what I'm, I'm wondering like what, what 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 lines are people willing to cross with what they watch I mean you watch something that's body horror that's some of the most twisted shit yeah. Like, like what what can happen to the human body what ways can it be contorted mutilated uh, changed transformed human centipede yeah yeah notorious part two never seen either one any of them part one is kind of what I would call sort of a campy movie I think okay. it, I think it's fun it's kind of gross out a little bit but nothing nothing crazy nothing at all like I was like man people are saying this is the grossest shit ever no that's part two okay Part Human Centipede 2 good movie by the way um, it's all in black and white and it's about this guy who sees the first Human Centipede movie and he is not a super surgeon or anything I feel like I've talked about this before too I, I don't recall well this dude's just some guy he don't know what the fuck he's doing and he's doing it all crudely he's finding these people and kidnapping them and in a warehouse some dirty nasty shit covered fucking rat infested roach crawling all over your boy Kaboy on the couch Damn. warehouse he's fucking stitching and stapling and nailing people ass to mouth ass to mouth ass to mouth and it's gross man and I I don't even think I saw the uncut version I think there's a, an uncut version that's out there that I haven't even watched so you could see movies like that and I, th- I thought that was cool as fuck like that movie didn't bother me like th- there were moments where I'm like oh my god but I can watch it yeah uh, Angel had brought up on a previous episode Becky there's a scene in Becky where uh, James Kevin James has to have his eye cut out because it's just hanging out of his head and it's dead it's just hanging by that nerve nice that's that's fucked up the but, cutting sound yeah <laughs> But I can hear it. I can watch it. I can hear it. I can just, you know, cringe for a second, but I can deal with it and then enjoy it. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're getting some shit out when you're watching something like that. Baby rape? No, nah, man. I'm not. Yeah. Not with I, it. Sorry. I'm not with it. Yeah. So, I just I just don't think I can stomach it. Yeah, you haven't seen the Serbian film either, then. No. Yeah, I haven't either. And I, I don't... I, don't I, was, I was curious, so I... Knowing that I would never watch it anyway... Um, I read the plot synopsis and got a physical dread reaction <laughs> just from reading the fucking plot synopsis. 
Yeah, it's safe to say you couldn't pay me to watch this fucking movie. What are some things in films, like what would be, not necessarily a line, but like how I'm saying, yeah, that nerve sound, when something, when a nerve is getting cut in a movie, and if I can kind of see the visual of it, that fucks with me. Uh, anything having to do with fingernails or teeth? Yeah. I don't like that. Really? No. Nice. Because it can, because it, it, it can come out of you. Easy. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably why, because you can knock teeth loose, so that's like a weird... Not a fear. I don't walk around in fear of it. Just always covering your mouth. I know, huh? I'm glad we're all, I'm glad we're all wearing masks now. No one right. will punch me in my face. He just walks around wearing a bassinet helmet costume. <laughs> I walk around with a, a fucking fish tank on my head. No, but, but if I see it in a movie, yeah. f- fingernails... Dragging across a, a wall or a floor and getting ripped off, ripped apart, Ooh. ripped out. Yeah. Any, I don't know what movie it is, man. I saw this when I was a kid, and I probably saw it on Monster Vision or whatever. Someone goes to the fucking dentist, and it might even be the horror movies. There, there's a couple of them I think called the dentist. The dentist. I remember seeing something like that when I was a kid. Dude, there's a scene where this person is sitting in the chair. Uh, Steve Martin from Little Shop of Horrors would have had a field day. Because the dude's in the chair and the dentist goes up. I guess he's a dentist. And he takes that little tool. And he, dude, he just starts fucking that motherfucker's teeth up with it. Just... just what tool? Like a little Dremel type thing? A, 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 I don't know. Like a little drill? It's a drill, sort of, yeah. yeah. And, and dude, he's just fucking that dude's teeth up and they're breaking up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're powder and they're... It's so, it's so silly when you think about it, you know? Like No, no, I don't like, like it. Like, why is he... Dude, well, I don't know. Is the dude like strapped down and yeah, sedated? Yeah, or? yeah. Well, I don't remember. I don't remember all that. But okay. definitely, he ain't moving too much because he's uh, getting away with doing a lot of it. Because it's like, I mean, can't this dude just close his mouth? He probably not. He probably has some kind. Yeah, I don't remember. See, but but yeah, he probably has a contraption the, holding his the jaw. The visual open. of this dude having to hold this dude's head steady in his mouth <laughs> open and just and the guy's just like <laughs> getting it just, fucked up. It just makes me laugh. Yeah. But if he's got him like all, you know, effectively secured and restrained, then uh, that that's a little gas, different. But... That's a different feeling. <laughs> What's some shit like that that fucks with you, if if any? Um, I don't like the idea of internal parasites. Oh, that's creepy. Kind. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a bodily invasion, man. Yeah, I don't like that shit at all. The earliest thing I can think of in a movie that would be like that would be uh. Alien, yeah, fucking face hugger, yeah, impregnating men through their mouth and shit coming out of their body, out the chest, um, out the chesticles. The the worst one that I can think of, and it was on this thing on Netflix. I think it was called Two Sentence Horror Stories. Yeah, yeah, dude, when that that dude, and you know, it. I don't even remember it showing anything, but that dude made that lady think that uh, he gave her a parasite somehow while she was passed out Mm -hmm. I couldn't stop thinking about parasites after that for a while like it fucked with my head you know that your your stomach like your butt your your gut biome all that shit it's all just parasites living in you yeah making you function I know but the idea of parasitic worms we're a fucking particularly we're, we're a biological zoo in and of ourselves right that's crazy it is. But I just, I kind of have a fear of worms. So if you'd shit worms. That you, would be 
you the most yourself. horrific <laughs> moment in my life. I haven't done it yet that I'm aware of. Uh-huh. If it would happen, it would be the most horrific day of my life. <laughs> what would you do? I might would call 911. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Because sometimes people have complications and they have to go to the hospital. Yeah. You know, if they having that issue, can't get them all the way out. I think it's mostly harmless, but yeah. Yeah. Like, you won't die. Unless you let it just go. Like, you just never go see about yourself. Well, I think what happens sometimes is they get, like, stuck in there. Yeah. And then they won't come out, and you can't get them out. And so then... Oh, they, they, gotta, get, a, they get them out. They gotta, exactly. Oh, yeah. They gotta get them out. You can't. Oh. You'll be, you'll be asleep. I still gotta drive to the fucking hospital with, with worms, worms hanging, worms out, hanging out my ass. <laughs> you know? So that's that's horrific for me. What a wormhole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> That's gross. It is. Yeah, I just... Bodily parasites, I don't like that. So body invasion, something getting into the body and, and fucking with it. In particularly... In particular... Uh, in particularly... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bodily invasion. And not like... <laughs> the beach not, house. Not like invasion of the body snatchers mm-hmm. type of thing, because that's, you know, whatever... But just the idea of... It's whatever. Like, yeah, good good explanation. Real informative. Um, no, no, because I think about, like, humanity being upended by some parasite completely and totally. Right. It's whatever. It's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck humanity. <laughs> Rick and Morty would leave that reality quick. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Like, um, like I hear that Slither is a movie I would never want to watch. I've never seen that movie either, man, and that's been on my list for years. Backburner for years. I should, yeah. I, I should have a category. Isn't it about some little worm-like things that invade people's bodies? As, Fuck that. As far as I know. But yeah. I should have a list. A future watch list for things that I know are coming later. My regular watch list, which I have. My backburner, and then I should have my backburner for years. Because yeah. I've got movies on that thing, dude. People, people constantly remind me. Like you, you just reminded me. You do, you've recently watched, and this wasn't part of what we did earlier, but you've recently seen the uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 78, is yeah. it? With uh, Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. That's a classic. It's beloved. I've never Mother seen fucking, it. Motherfucking Leonard Nimoy. Dude. Mm. Fucking I didn't, I didn't know Chef Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, all-star cast, great, great movie. Yeah, I've never Definitely seen Definitely worth it. a watch. Fuck. It's good. All I know about it. And is... it's for free on a Prime, dog. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I've seen the, the uh, reinterpretation of it, the reimagining with, uh, I think it's Nicole Kidman, I think. If I got that wrong, I'm sorry. But it's called The Invasion. It came out in the 2000s. Okay. I, rem- I went and saw it in theaters. I remember liking it. Oh, okay. So... Maybe that's worth the rewatch one Nicole day. Kidman, sponsor us? Yeah, back burner for years. Sponsor us. That's my own invention, but sponsor us. Wasn't she an Eyes Wide Shut? I think so, yeah. Tom Cruise. They Was were, that any good? I've, I've watched the first 30 minutes of it. Yeah. Don't remember. Okay. And, and you know, whatever happened, happened. I had to leave, for, stop watching it for whatever fucking reason. But that's the last Kubrick film. Is it? Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I mean, if you don't count AI. He had, he had started working on AI, and after he died, Steven Spielberg said, I'm going to fucking finish this thing, so he did. 
Okay. Yeah. Never saw it. Underrated film. Okay. I think from again from from days gone by memory. I don't I don't fucking know. So between the two of us, we can we can both safely say that body horror is the type of horror that skeeves us the most. And I would say a baby getting raped is definitely body horror. That, yeah. that that's a horrible thing, an ungodly, unspeakable thing happening to the most innocent of all things. Right. A fresh life that don't fucking know anything and can't do anything for itself. Right. That's, that's what that's what irks me, bro. Right. That's I mean, look, I'm oh my god, I'm not saying this is cool, okay? I'm not. But an adult getting raped, man or woman, okay? Not specifying you're a grown person. You have the ability to somewhat defend yourself depending on your, your aggressor. And you have the mental capacity, presumably, to get past this emotionally, get past it, right, right. Yeah. Not not get past it. I'm not I'm not gonna Right, right. Make it sound low like low like that. I've never been a victim of sexual assault, so it could be very traumatizing, you know, and and, and people have these weird nightmares, yeah. Imagine being raped and then having to go to sleep. Yeah, it's <laughs> not good. But it pisses. I me I could off. tell it wasn't supposed to be funny when you said it, and then you know, we both just laughed. <laughs> I thought about it, but a baby can't do nothing, man. You're a fucking piece of shit, dude. Yeah. Like, fuck off with the baby rapes. <laughs> you want to? It's like a it's like a found footage thing too. Like he he gets drugged. Who? The main character. In what? In Serbian film. Oh, oh. He gets drugged and then he sees the tape or recording or whatever of what he did while he was drugged. He fucks a baby? It's his kid and his wife. Oh, you read all that? Dude, I read the whole synopsis. I didn't know that. It's fucked. He fucked, he rapes his own kid and his own wife. And gets raped by another dude and then that dude rapes him and then he fucking kills himself and his wife and his baby. And then the movie ends with the dude that raped him with the mask on coming in the room and somebody else with the camera saying, all right, action. And the dude. He necrophilia. necrophilia. Well, that's what, you know, that's what's implied. Which is not as bad as baby rape. No. Because the baby's going, well. Baby's dead already. But well, it might live through it. But it's, I mean, the baby's dead. Like, he, he shot it or whatever. I don't remember how it said he killed it, but. Well, okay. Yeah, I didn't know the ending, and that's brutal. And if anyone out there never saw it and didn't want to hear the ending, sorry. sorry. But it's too late to say spoiler, and I don't... It's not that I don't care. I don't want to ruin anyone's experience, but fuck that movie, man. Yeah. Like I said, I, I knew I wasn't going to watch the movie just when I, when I heard what I heard about it. And then I could... Like I said, just reading the fucking plot synopsis kind of made my stomach turn, you know? So I was like, "Is this fuck this. You you mentioned this earlier, so you coined this term. Is a Serbian film too far for war? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah? Well, maybe not, actually. I don't think it's too <laughs> far think so. for war. But... I mean, you know, they've got songs like Preschool Prostitute and all that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Right. Nothing's too far for Gwar. <laughs> for anyone out there who doesn't know who Gwar is, they're like this horror metal theatrical space alien band. Yeah. They're from another planet. They're from they're from another planet. They were frozen in in Antarctica. Like the thing. Like the thing until the eighties when all the hairspray entered the ozone and started global warming <laughs> enough to melt them out of the ice caps. And uh <laughs> A um, 
entrepreneurial. You'll never find better lore than this. Entrepreneurial, quote unquote, uh, man, man who is a pimp slash record producer named Sleazy P. Martini <laughs> gets them addicted to crack cocaine. Yes. So that. Um, like our listeners. Right. That's what we do to our listeners. So that um, he can make money off of them playing music and killing all the people at their shows. Which they do. Which they do. And we've been there. We've been there. We survived. Grant Street Dance Hall. Oh boy. Lafayette, Louisiana. Dude, I wonder what their cleanup bill is like. Do you think they have to pay for it to be cleaned up? Or you don't think the venue doesn't clean that up? I'm sure they. I'm sure the venue does clean it. Every every concert has to be like pretty much a mess by the end of it. You know, it has to be, especially metal shows because people are sweating way more because the mosh pits and they're probably getting way more drunk because you know you you get throwing all beer everywhere, throwing beer everywhere, throwing up everywhere. But when you drink and your adrenaline pumps, it's like you want to. You, you you're still going. You're not getting tired. You're not so you you drink more. You'll be pissing everywhere, so people are pissing all over the place. And so Gore comes on, and they're cutting people's heads off. They're fucking impaling. Don't they impale a baby on on uh, someone's spikes? Yeah, bro. Yeah, so they're not above. It's like a few songs in, like it's this little demon baby, but it's, I mean, it's still a little baby. Yeah. Like it's like <laughs> this little animatronic little <laughs> puppet thing that they had, and it was like kind of squirming and screaming. Yeah. And the slave hands it to Odorous, and he picks it up and he tears it in half. <laughs> and then a slave on each side of him sticks each a half on his shoulder spikes. We saw this in person, man. It was awesome. And they didn't they kill <laughs> didn't they kill uh, John McCain and Hillary, Hillary Clinton, Clinton yeah. and uh, Barack Obama as well? Yep, fuck yep. them all. Fuck them all, just like this time. They killed McCain like right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of opened with that one and then decided that um, they should have a tag team style wrestling match to determine who would get to run the country. Damn. Versus Obama and Hillary. I don't remember any of that. They they ripped Hillary in half and were like, the slaves were like each raping like a different half of her and stuff <laughs> <laughs> all over the stage. <laughs> this is the anti frazzle drip. Again, Pizzagate look into it but yeah they're raping hillary clinton in, the, in this whole thing and we didn't get the worm though that was the unfortunate thing right the, the great world maggot or whatever it's called that's a maggot yeah yeah this fucking huge... that's that's this they gotta feed the dead bodies to the maggot mm-hmm. so that it can get big and strong enough <laughs> to leave the earth because that's do... how they're going back they're going back where to scum dog you that's their planet yeah yeah so the the what they usually do is they have this. I guess there's people in it. It's like a what do you call those dragons they have on and right, like, right, like a big uh, Chinese giant parade puppet or thing. Yeah, and so people are running through the crowd with this, and you go in. You you know they swallow you up. You go in through the entrance of it. And I guess while it's you're covered in goop and stuff too, so yeah. you come out all shitty when you come out. <laughs> <laughs> we got sprayed though. They were spraying us down with like. Well, that's what I'm saying. A cleanup mucus. bill must be crazy because that shit was all over the ceiling. The back wall, and I mean, granted, it's not a big venue, <laughs> but the fucking bartenders in the back on the back wall were covered in blood along with the wall. I think I think the thing about that stuff though is is that it's water based, right? Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's water. Because remember, we were saying like, oh, we can't wash these shirts after the concert because this shit's gonna come out. Right. I think they use water based, so like it might be it it'll stay on a 
piece of clothing, but I think it, it you could wipe it off of. Right. But I get I get you on a normal night. Who's gonna have to fucking go clean literally the the the, the wall behind the bar because of what the band did on stage? Right. Yeah, Grand Street Dan Hall, Dance Hall wasn't that small. It wasn't huge, but it wasn't that right. small. You could fit several hundred people in there, and they can all yell "fuck you, hate breed." Yeah. <laughs> and Joey Jordanson. Or wait, Jamie Josta. Jamie Josta. I always get those two confused. And his band, uh, Kingdom of Sorrow, with guitarist, vocalist, Kirk Weinstein of Crowbar Down fame. Yeah, bitch. Yeah. That's two bands for the price of, well, three now, for three, the price four. of one. Fuck. Oh? Hate three. Oh, yeah, Kingdom, okay. Kingdom, Down, and Crowbar. See, Fuck. That's like how I brought the Stan Winston. See? Yeah. yeah. You're bringing that metal up in here, Bob. Yeah, but so what? What is too? Nothing's too far for Guar. Yeah, I guess nothing's too far for Guar that I can tell. I mean, you know, they uh, they have their own Jewish devil character <laughs> who's named Jucifer. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> what? Why, yeah, man? He's just the Jewish devil. That's the one that they choose to fuck with. He just comes out with like he's got like instead of a big pentagram, he's got like the star of David in a circle. This doesn't sound good. And he's got like these big like sideburn lock things. Have they stopped doing this? I don't know. That's weird. That is totally like a yeah. He's also came... got a Jesus Hitler character. He's literally half Jesus, half Hitler. They didn't do those at the show. No. No. I would have been like, holy shit! This they is don't awesome. care, bro. They don't care. Yeah, that, that you could tell they're from the 80s and from Scumdogia. Definitely. Nothing's too far for Guar. They, right. kill, they kill Osama Bin Laden a lot, too. Or for a while they do. I was going to say, they they resurrect him and kill him again. What's that fucking uh, spell you were talking about? Corpse Exploder? Corpse Explosion on Diablo 3? <laughs> it's my favorite. Corpse Explosion? <laughs> yeah, boy, you just make the bodies on the ground blow up and... If you kill other people with the explosion, then they automatically explode too. So, like, I just pumped everything into that ability, and then I would kill, like, an enemy with, like, a shitty spell or weapon or whatever, and I would just use that and just... That could be a Gwar album. Kill everything with it. Corpse Exploder by Gwar. Yeah. Oh, man. That could be a Gwar stage show. Stage, uh... Does it have a fucking... The new... Who's the new singer? Uh... What's his name? R.I.P. Odorous. He's a big cow demon guy. <laughs> okay. He's got... He's I got, thought it was a chick. She was in the band. But she was in the band at the same time as this guy. This guy that's in there now was the original Beefcake the Mighty. So he made a new character. <laughs> um, and I can't remember his name, but he's a big cow demon man. Um, uh, Volvatron left the band. They had some kind of bullshit, drama bullshit. That was her name? Yeah, her name was Volvatron. And she had big fake boobs that squirted blood out the nipples. So instead of Voltron, Volvatron. Volvatron. I want everyone out there to catch that. It's not, we're not fucking letting that slide. Right. We're not letting that, well, I'll let it slide, but we're not going to overlook it. Volvatron. Right, no. She was Volvatron. Yeah. She was awesome. But it didn't work out, um, and it ended ugly between them, apparently. But the cow demon guy actually has an udder on his costume, and instead of four nipples, it's four little dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and so when he's squirting blood out of it, he's like jacking them off like he's milking his cow udder dicks. Oh, that—that's a nod to odorous man. It is because of the 
Cuttlefish of Cthulhu. So they retired that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, the cuttlefish has been retired for a while because apparently the police in Virginia confiscated it. They don't have it? Yeah, not for a long time. Oh, that's bullshit, man. The police confiscated it. That's stupid. I think they might have made another one, though. They better have. I think they made another one uh, that he was wearing for a while. The the, the Yeah, because for- he was wearing one when we saw him. Oh, yeah, he was. The former lead singer for the band who, who passed away, uh, he used to wear this... In, in this out of control cod piece <laughs> it had like long weird hanging balls and everything it was a nightmare like you wouldn't want to oh my god if they would fuck a baby with the cuttlefish of Cthulhu <sighs> Jesus Christ you'd, you'd make it you'd turn it into a little Dagon it would be a little Dagon baby <laughs> it'd be a little fish man <laughs> I don't know why cause it's the cuttlefish of Cthulhu bro yeah, the police confiscated the first one. And he and Dave Brocky, rest in peace, odorous, yeah. uh, made the joke um, when asked about it that uh, he said, you know, the, the police and whatever, I can't remember where in Virginia they're from, uh, confiscated it. And he said, uh, he said, Tipper Gore had it for a few years, but I believe they made her give it back. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking dildoing herself with the Cthulhu. I love the fact that he said, but they made her give it back. <laughs> History lesson. I uh, love older Sarongas. Tipper Gore was the wife, or is the wife, I don't know, of Al Gore. And she was she was real pissed off about music Did back she, back in the eighties. She didn't want she wanted uh everything to come with a censored sticker on it and, and she She's pretty much the reason for that shit. Yeah. And D D Snyder from uh Twisted cool Sister. Guy. Fucking shut her ass down in what was it in Congress or somewhere? He he went and testified. Yeah. And basically, they thought he was gonna walk in and be a fucking bumbling idiot. And he walked in and he was like, "Let me school you real quick with the knowledge and drop fucking eloquent knowledge bombs." Right. D. Snyder, respect, fucking rebel, dressing like a woman before it was cool. Before it was cool too, man. Or was that Bowie? Well, Bowie was doing that before it was. He made it cool, and then it became uncool because the eighties. But then it became cool again in the late mid to late eighties, and it's cool and it's cool again now. I'm lost. I don't know. Oh, because hair metal and shit. Yeah. They all dressed in makeup and feathered their hair, and everyone had feather hair. I saw a picture of uh, James Earl Jones had feathered hair. Yeah, bro, <laughs> you should see his hair in uh, Conan the Barbarian. It's crazy, bro. It's like long and straight, and it's got like bangs right here. Yeah, it's, it's crazy looking. So yeah, I don't think anything's too far for Gore. We've established that, and we've it, established uh, that Tipper Gore enjoys gnarly dildos with eyes and teeth. PG thirteen horror movies are okay, even though the rating system is stupid to begin with. Bodily harm freaks us out. Yeah, more than anything. More than anything, except baby rape. And uh... oh, and and yeah, and we've learned that your biggest fear is your own wormhole. <laughs> Dude, I don't even care if they're in there. I just don't. I just want them to mind, like mind your business and I'll mind mine. Out of sight, out of mind. That's huh? it. Oh, as shit. long as y'all stay and mind your own business, I'll mind mine. I ain't gonna try to deworm myself and then just <laughs> so worms could set up shopping. Your stay in your fucking lane. That's all I'm asking. Just living it up in the small intestine, like yeah, boy. Fucking party and raising the roof. Raising the roof would be like I hope, I raising hope your pancreas or something. Raising my pancreas. I don't know. 
I hope they're like the ones in uh, Futurama that like make me more better and smarter. Yeah, they're not gonna be. <laughs> they're, not gonna. they're gonna eat all your food instead. You're gonna become. They're fucking, just gonna absorb my nutrients. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be like all skinny and fucking like Holocaust looking. They had a. Uh, did you hear about that guy that like? Um, I think he had like AIDS or something. So he had like a really compromised immune system, and somehow he got cancer from. Uh, one of his tapeworms. God damn. Like, when they looked at the type of cancer in his uh, lungs... It was tapeworm cancer. It was tapeworm cancer. <laughs> this dude got cancer made for tapeworms. On top of AIDS. Yeah. God fucking hated this he dude. Died. I mean, he died. <laughs> yeah. You know, but... That's, God super that killed him. He got super <laughs> killed. <laughs> That's too... Fucking crazy, bro. That's too far for war. No. No. I've been Travis Maxwell Boone. I've been Tim Allen. You were James at the beginning of this. <laughs> Sky. I've been James Earl Jones. <laughs> Embrace the wormhole, motherfuckers. And stay spooky, bitches. Yeah.